Welcome to Shanahan on Literacy, the podcast dedicated to the proposition that there is nothing more noble than to teach someone to read. I'm Tim Shanahan, your host, and today's uh, topic is the reasons the main idea is not the main idea, or how best to teach reading comprehension. This week, I, I didn't get so much a, a teacher question as a, a teacher comment. Uh, and she writes, you say that we cannot successfully teach comprehension skills like main idea, but our standards require that we teach main idea, and our state test asks main idea questions to assess whether our students are accomplishing the goal. I don't get it. Your advice on this is not helpful. <laughs> She's not very happy with me. And so I, I wrote a response to her that I, I hope will straighten this matter out and, and maybe it'll help you as well. Here's my response. For years, comprehension skills like main idea were taught by having kids read texts and then by asking them main idea questions. The idea behind this is that question answering practice would improve the ability to answer the kinds of questions that the kids had been asked. Often the question types themselves uh, had been labeled as comprehension skills. And as everyone knows, practice is a great way to learn skills. I think of some of those question types, main idea questions, supporting details questions, literal recall, uh, comparison, contrast, drawing conclusions, inferencing, a lot of comprehension skills. There are still scads of books and programs aimed at just such pedagogy that present Brief text accompanied by questions of a particular type. So kids can get a lot of practice answering questions uh, about these brief texts and, and getting to do that repeatedly. Many schools have even developed their own pools of such items to prepare kids for standardized tests. I, I, I know this because many teachers and principals write to me asking for help in that practice. Studies have not been especially kind to that instructional approach. Learning outcomes show a pronounced lack of sympathy for such teaching. Dolores Durkin long ago classified it as assessment rather than instruction. Studies have shown that question types do not distinguish different kinds of comprehension, which means practice answering specific kinds of questions won't enhance reading comprehension. Let me let me say that again. Studies show that the different kinds of questions are not asking about distinct types of comprehension. So practicing answering those particular questions can't possibly improve comprehension. Now, there's certainly nothing wrong with having kids read and asking them questions about what they've just read. I believe in accountability and monitoring how well kids are doing with their reading is important. But don't expect such practice uh, to improve kids' performance on particular question categories or necessarily to even improve their overall reading comprehension. It, it, it just doesn't work that way. This problem is quietly acknowledged by reputable test makers who appropriately do not report performance on different types of comprehension questions. They don't because they can't honestly do so. I mean, don't you think uh, uh, test publishers would love to tell you that Johnny's having trouble with main idea, but his inferencing is pretty good? They don't do that because they can't do that. Those are the facts, ma'am. That's what she was angry about with me for presenting those kinds of facts. 
But main idea is an interesting case in point because everyone, as far as I can tell, agrees on the importance of main idea and comprehension. Everyone. And yet, I don't believe that the main idea is the main thing in reading comprehension, and it appears that much of the teaching of this is, well, wrong-headed. I wish people could agree on what a main idea is. That would certainly help. When you look at different studies and different instructional programs, you're going to see that main ideas are sometimes referred to as topics, important ideas, central ideas, themes, uh, the, the most uh, referred to ideas in a text, and, and so on. They're all labeled as main ideas. <laughs> One study reported nine different conceptions of main idea, and studies of instructional programs show similar inconsistencies. Recent studies showed that different labels can even lead to different responses on the part of the question answers. And that's not just true of kids. That's true with uh, adults and supposedly expert readers. If you ask the main idea question in different ways, you get very different responses. That's all problematic, but it isn't the main problem. No, the main problem is that, for the most part, Studies show that just having students read texts and answer main idea questions, no matter how it's defined or how often you have them do that, does not consistently or significantly improve either main idea identification or reading comprehension. One reason for this failure is that figuring out main ideas is, well, I'm going to say not very skill-like. If you test your students' ability to answer main idea questions, you're going to get Different results depending upon what kind of text it is, narrative or exposition, the text structure that's used, whether the main idea was stated explicitly or whether the reader has to construct it himself or herself, how long the text is, the amount of topic knowledge that the readers have, and any and all of those variables may actually interact with each other. Given that, it's not surprising that the tests often used by researchers to evaluate their main idea interventions tend to be what we refer to as over-aligned. What is meant by that is that the outcome assessments in those studies use texts and tasks that are so like the training that it isn't clear whether students have mastered a reading skill or whether they just got used to doing certain kinds of lessons. <laughs> that approach puts the control kids at an unfair disadvantage and can make the main idea treatment look better than it really is. That may be why in many of the studies, the trained kids improved on main idea tasks. They could answer more main idea questions correctly, <laughs> but with no improvement apparent in their reading comprehension. In other words, the kids learn the lessons not to be a better reader. But to be fair, several of the experimental instructional regimes that have been studied have managed to accomplish improvements in both main idea performance and reading comprehension. That said, instruction that invests heavily in question-answering practice to improve reading comprehension skills can take no comfort in these results. In fact, in many of the studies in which I'm talking about, the intervention successfully improved main idea performance, but the control groups were the ones that received the question-answering practice. In other words, if you really want your main idea instruction to look terrific, compare it with that traditional instruction. Oops, 
what can I tell you about this diverse collection of studies and these interventions that were effective? <laughs> well, one thing that is clear is that the instruction that they provided provided considerably more thorough and more extensive main idea instruction than the questioning schemes usually did. Often the successful instruction provided students with daily explicit teaching in identifying and constructing main ideas usually spread over several weeks. So the kids are getting more teaching and more thorough teaching and, and more explicit teaching than that question answering practice does. Another thing about these studies is that the most effective instruction went far beyond question and answer practice. These interventions didn't primarily or solely direct students' attention to answering main idea questions, but to try to understand the text, with main ideas as just one element in that effort. <laughs> That's why I say the main idea is not the main idea. The most successful instructional approaches were those aimed at summarizing, developing an understanding of a text structure, and or paraphrasing. Main ideas unify the parts of a text. That's why summarizing and text structure instruction can be so effective. It doesn't just have the kids find main ideas, but it connects those main ideas up with the rest of the text. And of course, the successful restatement of a paragraph or text, paraphrasing, will necessarily capture a main idea along with lots of other key information as well. One way I've come to think of the difference is that a main idea question steers our students to think about a specific fact about a text, while these three other approaches, summarizing, text structure analysis, and paraphrasing, all require more integrated, extensive, and thorough thinking about the text content. Specific, single fact, or Try to hold the whole text in, into memory and, and see its connections. I, I think you can see why one does better than, than the other. These studies suggest another valuable insight, too. Some of the more successful schemes provided students with guided practice in analyzing structure and formulating paraphrases and summarizing with systematically varied text. Guided practice, systematically varied text. Teacher guidance is important because it provides timely explanations for the students of why particular responses are sound, and it offers support for reanalysis when that's necessary. <laughs> this is teaching, not practice in responding to faux assessments. Text variations matter because text plays such an influential role in determining how well readers will be able to paraphrase or identify a text structure. Figuring out the main idea of a narrative is very different than doing so with an expository text, and different text structures within these categories matter too. Concentrated practice with one or another kind of text should help students to learn how to deal successfully with the relevant text features, and, and then over time, the types of text can be varied so that students gain insights about how best to adjust their efforts. One study, for example, had students practicing a lot with text that had explicit main ideas. And then once the students could handle those very well, it shifted to text that uh, required the reader to construct their own main idea. 
And then, you know, once that's accomplished, now you want to give kids a mix of texts and, and you know, have them figure it out. Uh, that makes a lot more sense than the, the kind of haphazard approach to text that we often take with this kind of instruction. If you're serious about teaching students to comprehend better and, and to master the kinds of skills cited in your state standards, knock off the question-answering practice and teach students how to comprehend better. Asking lots of main idea questions just won't cut it. One more important bit of advice. The texts that schools usually use for specific comprehension skill practice tend to be vapid, sapid, stupid, and wasteful. No, those are not four of Santa's reindeer, nor are they any of Snow White's dwarves. Uh, vapid, sapid, stupid, and wasteful are not what we want our texts to be. Reading comprehension should be taught with texts worth reading, texts from which we want students to gain knowledge. Kids need to learn how to summarize text using an author's organizational plan and how to translate text information into their own words. But we also want them to come away with worthwhile knowledge from the text they read when they're practicing those actions. And when you look at the specific skills kinds of uh, texts that are usually used for comprehension and instruction, they just don't meet that standard. This presentation is an oral version of a blog entry on the website Shanahan on Literacy. The name of this specific blog is The Reasons That Main Idea Is Not the Main Idea or How Best to Teach Reading Comprehension. And it will post on December 2nd, 2023. That should all facilitate your finding this if you'd like to read it and not just listen to it. This particular blog entry has 25 research references. If you want the references, uh, you'll have to go to the website to find on Shanahan on Literacy. I'd like to thank Greg Johnson, our sound engineer, for making this listenable. And uh, thank you for listening in today. I hope you'll come back and learn more about the teaching of reading. <laughs>